pretty much like you do everything. <laughs> Hello, we're live. Hello. Welcome. Episode 17. Episode 17. Welcome, everyone. Happy May. Pressure and Parlance show. Happy May. May Day. I'll, I'll be honest, it's it's a little too hot in my in my recording area right now. It's, it has been way too hot. And this is like yeah. saddle. This yeah. is like Seattleite. Oh my god, it's 82. So I know. Well, I yeah. think it was said it was 88 or something. And uh, I was in San Francisco yesterday, and it was um, 90 there. Also, too hot. You don't like all this hot weather. What's crazy is like I when I came back from Vietnam, it was like 99, 100%. I think we went over it last week. I yeah. don't, you know, and that was I thought I was gonna die at one point. Here, <laughs> here I just feel uncomfortable. It's just I know the hot. I don't know about hot. I prefer cold. I mean, then you can put stuff on. When it's hot, like you can't do anything. Like air conditioning is all, your only option, and that's like, you know, not that common or like super, not a normal thing. That's not nature. It's not natural. You could jump into water. Yeah, but you can't like wear water around. Well, you can sort of cooling vests. Yeah, I guess that's the same as air conditioning. Anyways, cold is better than hot. Uh, yeah, so my dog has a cooling vest. Has a what? A cooling oh. vest? Yeah. Essentially, it's like a absorbent... What is that? Absorbent? How do you say that? Absorbent? I think it's absorbent. Yeah, I like absorbent better, though. Yeah, it's absorbent, like, material, and you dip it in cold water. Wait, isn't absorbent, like, a crazy amount? An absorbent amount? Absurd? I don't know. I don't. Or is that a different word? I don't know. We could sit here and argue, and we'll never know if what's. That's right. what the show's about. That's yeah. what the show's about. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, this doggy vest, though, I want to hear this about. This dog vest is absorbent, and you or... essentially dip it in water, like cold, cold water, and then you sort of wring it out. Oh, then, like that. Yeah. And then you put it around the dog, and it keeps them cool. Nice. That's a lucky dog. It's a true lucky dog. I mean, your cat could get one too. I don't think Jeff would like it. Uh, I don't think Merlin likes it, but we still do it. <laughs> yeah. That's having a having a dog. I mean, he's he. I mean, he's a black dog. So when it gets when we're walking and stuff, um, he, he get overheats. Yeah, he overheats. understandable. You're know, just like pour water on him. Well, you could do that too. Yeah, that's true. I gotta get Jeff a haircut. That's on my agenda. Keep him cool. So, whatever I did in my Facebook settings, now whenever you do anything, I get notified. So I went from nothing, not not yeah. knowing anything, now everything you do, from commenting to posting. <laughs> That's a good thing I don't do that much. Yeah, I know. Speaking I got a Facebook. Thing. Also, I was just in San Francisco for the Facebook F8 Developers Conference. It was pretty interesting. I don't know. I think Facebook is trying to move more towards an Apple or Google rather than just being a social media site. In what way? Like they're having all their own um, developer stuff. And I like that they have open source things, but I don't know if they're that good of a technology company, though. I think that they're more marketing. Yeah, they're really good at targeting ads. Yeah, that's like their thing or whatever. But I wasn't impressed with their developers, personally. At least their speeches. Got it. So, but I mean, they they've acquired a lot of stuff. So yeah, I know. WhatsApp and the party was cool, and the place was awesome. 
And I got a, their swag bag was pretty pretty fancy, and, and uh, it had a Raspberry Pi in it. That's a pretty awesome piece of swag. Yeah, so for me, I would just rather an actual piece of pie, but for you, a Raspberry Pi is, is, is cool. Yeah, it is. I, I wanted more of them. They're always useful. Yeah, I, I don't know what I would do with one. I don't know what I would do with one. Right now, I was trying to make a um, signboard so you can hook it to, like, a TV. It's actually that TV in the office. And it would just be, like, a standalone, uh, basically, just put whatever you want, like, switch pictures onto it and stuff. Kind of like a Chromecast, except for that it would, you know, do whatever you want, not just throwing media to it. So when Fresh and Parlance's studio officially opens in the year 2018... Yeah, it'll be completely Raspberry Pi-powered. No. Yeah, yeah. There you go. 2018, that's a set date. That is, I shouldn't have said that. To be D, TBD. TBD. <laughs> I can't be held to three years from now, four years from now. That's just too much. I know. We'll be blown up by then. Yeah, we'll be either blown up, as in, like, people are loving us, or we'll literally have blown up, and this show will be on the air. Um, it's going like to be like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure or Metalocalypse, when we're going to become the most important thing that everything in the world is based on. I would love for, like, you know, I think it was Bill and Ted 2, like, if a bucket fell on my head right now, and it was my future, my future self dropping a bucket on my head. <laughs> Remember that? He's like, dude, remember... Throw a bucket on the head. <laughs> they remember stuff was the best. <laughs> I like when they were stuck and um, the police station is like, well, just remember to come back and put the keys right here in the future. And then they're like, hey, it's the keys. <laughs> they keep doing all that stuff. Yeah. That's great. I love that. I love the. Uh, I don't remember the movies. I don't know. If you say they hold up. I haven't. I movie. love those movies. They're really good. I need to watch Robocop. Mm-hmm. I heard that is also better rewatched. Uh, so the Paul Verhoeven, the the old one. Yeah, the old one. So I don't know about that. That's what people have told me. I haven't watched it since like super before. I feel like if you're gonna watch that again, you should rewatch Starship Troopers. Yeah, I remember that was pretty good too. I really like both of those movies. Same director. But that that was Disney, right? I thought that was weird always. Which one was? Starship Trooper. Oh, I don't think so. I think yeah, I, I know. It's I'm pretty sure it is, and that that always made me. That's like the, the most not Disney Disney movie. I don't. Was that a Disney movie? I don't know about that. Uh, in any case, it wasn't really super Disney. My guess is it was something like Dimension Films or something stupid. I well, it doesn't say that on the IMDb, so. Just look up Starship Trooper Production Company. They've made like four of them. Really? Oh, it doesn't. I can't. Oh wait, Diz. <clears throat> no, I must be wrong. I don't know though. Uh, let's see. Distributed by TriStar, which is technically Buena Vista, which is, I guess, at that time probably was Disney, right? I don't know. But, but it's TriStar. TriStar was the actual studio that made it. Touchstone and TriStar. Well, I was basically just wrong because... Yeah, it wasn't... Yeah, yeah. Starship Troopers by Pixar. <laughs> that was their first movie. They made the bugs. And then they were like, you know what? We're just going to go... We're going to make animated bugs because that, that talk and are kid-friendly. 
versus like ones that kill people. Crazy. Um, so, so uh, what else? What else is going on? May Day. It's May Day. It is May Day. Tot. There's a. Uh, I just finished mowing my lawn because that gets out of control quick. On and, and, uh, I feel like you just mowed it. Last well, I try to, I, you're gonna do it every two weeks. I know, but you did it last week. No, it was the week before. Oh. It was kind of long, but the more you do it, the easier it is. Yeah, so do you have a you have an electric or gas? I use gas. Only way to go. The electric ones suck. They're super not strong enough. So I have a push mower. Yeah, the push ones are okay. It just seems like... I don't know. I'd rather have a gas one. I don't have a big yard, but here's the thing with the push mower. And I just cut my grass this weekend. I did a lot, actually, a lot of gardening this weekend. It's exercise? It's, dude, it was, my grass was probably... All right, I have a big head, so, like, big is my head. Yeah. It was really high, and when you're cutting, you can't really go at it. It stops, and you have to kind of, like, keep going. Yeah. And it, and it, it will push it down, and it will, like, not cut it, and you have to go at it. Essentially, it's, like, either cut it a lot, like, frequently, so you don't get overgrown grass, which is what we should have done, but we were that's away. What, that's what I'm getting at. Or just essentially let it grow, and then you're just going to be cutting it like the equivalent of five times in one time. Yeah, that doesn't work. It's way harder. So then we weeded, which the weeds were everywhere, dude. Everywhere. How long, was this a whole day? It was nearly a whole day. Uh, and then uh, we planted our garden. That's nice. That reminds me, too. While I was mowing my lawn... I noticed on my two newly planted cherry trees from last year, they already have, like, cherries growing on them. I'm totally going to get cherries. I didn't think I'd get them in, like, the first year. How big are they, the cherry trees? Um, they're, like, not even as tall as me. They're maybe, like, four feet high. That's pretty cool. But, yeah, no, it looks like just from the little, like, mini cherries that are starting to grow, I'm going to have at least, like, 30 per tree. That's pretty cool. It's, like, super, like, I didn't think I was going to get cherries. So, I am making a, I am putting in a little, so I've, we have a garden every year, and most of the time it's a complete failure, because I don't, like, do enough to keep it, I don't maintain it enough, so I, I, for sure, like, water it every day or whatever, or water it every other day, and I didn't really, I don't really fertilize it, I change the soil, I do everything up front really good, and then it's sort of, like, Everything falls by the wayside. But this year, I'm dedicated to getting... To garden year? No, just to get fruit off my tomato plants. I have five tomato plants. I just want fruit, like just some fruit. <laughs> Normally, they get all strained or whatever, and they're not like uh, luscious. And You know, a lot of people who grow tomatoes, they get like 50 tomatoes off one plant. Yeah. I'll get two, maybe really? three. What did, you, what did you do wrong? I think animals are stealing them. No, I literally watched them grow, and they just, they, they Dude, die. Do animals even like tomatoes? Who doesn't like tomatoes? I don't like tomatoes. Oh, well, I, love, I love tomatoes, and we got, like, really uber-special tomatoes this year. That's your problem. That's why you're only getting, like, two. No, I went, no, here's what I mean. I went to the, the so, Magnuson Park, do you know where that is? Uh, yeah. They had a garden festival, out, like, plant sale thing. Nice. And they had everything. It wasn't just... There was only actually a very small section of... of what um, else did you get? Uh, kale. Oh, yeah, kale. That's, I heard that that grows super a lot. Yeah, so we'll see. We got lettuce, kale, 
and five tomato plants, and anything else. I think uh, there might be two other plants that we've bought separately. Um, but all of the ones that we bought at that Northwest Best plant thing should theoretically be... Like they're already started and like healthy? They're started and healthy, yes. But two, they're like ma- they're not made for, but they're tested in the Pacific Northwest. You know, like if you go oh, to Home, yeah, it could be like the wrong strain or whatever. You know, if you go to Home Depot, it's just like generic tomato plant. Yeah. Yeah. So the ones that we bought are supposed to be more in tune with our climate. I've been thinking to have like a raised bed situation and grow some stuff. I want to grow corn. That would be cool. So I have a raised bed. I do have a raised bed. I we have one. And I did raise corn one year. Two stock. Yeah. Did it get any? Yeah, small little mutant ones that were, like, disgusting. <laughs> what did you do? How are you that bad at it? Well, they, it takes a lot of effort, especially Seattle summers. Don't There's no moisture. So oh, if, you, yeah. if you go away for any period of time and you just let it, dr- it dries out, and that's it. That's you it. You need a sprinkler you, system. Yeah, that, I, yeah, but no. But yeah, but no. You could have, like, a not-buried one and just, like, make it with a Raspberry Pi. That's a good point, but I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. But I don't have any sort of Uber plans to, like, leave extended. And um, I'm going to be dedicated. And not only that, I took two... I went to Home Depot. I bought a, like, a five-gallon, really nice potted... Like, it looks like a barrel. yeah. I took that one. I put in a half half uh, garden soil, half compost, kind of tilled it a little bit, and I I put one plant just in there, and I put it in the front of the house where in the when it gets summer summertime. Oh, so you're doing an indoor one? No, it's in the front of the house, as in it's not in my raised garden bed in the back. It's actually oh. sitting, t- you know, my driveway. Yeah. It's like to the left there, right in front, like in front of this the wall. Dogs are gonna pee on it. There's no dogs in my neighborhood that are coming to pee. I don't know. First off, what neighborhood do you, where do you live where dogs are just running around pee? There's no dog. I'm in a cul-de-sac with... <laughs> right, I really hit a note with that one. Yeah, there's no dogs. There's no dogs peeing. <laughs> what? Dogs in my... What? There's... Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe that. <laughs> no. If anything, crows will come. Oh, crows. Some... Yeah, crows are jerks. Yeah, they're big assholes. Or ants. Stupid ants. Crows are like the biggest, the bird, the asshole equivalent of I know. birds. Yeah. Dude, the crows in Japan are super big. They're like four times as big. They're like eagle size. It's super scary. Maybe they and were ravens. Raven and their their caw is like super deep and scary sounding. You sure they weren't ravens? Uh, I don't know. I mean, but that's like the only thing they have, and they're just all over the place like crows. They can't be the only thing that they have. There has to be lots of other birds in Japan. Well, I mean, you know, it's the same as crows. Of course, there's, like, pigeons and stuff, but... But they, like, they've been known to, like, take babies. They're, like, that big. That's not true. No, it's totally true. All right, show me a video tomorrow of a crow taking a baby. Yeah, in Japan. That seems ludicrous crows are huge, man. They're intense. They're scary. It's like a Tippy Hedren and and the Alfred Hitchcock classic, The Birds. Oh, I was thinking it was from a. Um, it happened in a uh, 
movie I watched at my friend's house. I was thinking it was our review roulette one, but it was unrelated TV waste of time movie. It was uh, the I think the proposal rom com. Oh, uh, was with that Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds with Sandra Bullock. Yeah, probably. But yeah, it was Is that where like they fake being married or proposed in the she's Canadian. But then they can't let the dog out because the um, some bird would take it, and it did. And then she threw her phone, and it took her phone. Did you know that um, that was a song? Which? Who let the dogs out? Woof, woof, woof. Yeah, so you've heard it. <laughs> that was the like the only time that I've ridden on Ride the Duck, which is the worst, but also kind of fun when you actually do it. Um, the driver guy, you know, they just play ridiculous music and stuff. He totally, every time he'd see someone walking their dog, like, in Belltown while we drove through, he'd play, like, who let the dogs out? <laughs> we'd all point at them. <laughs> it was super funny. The riding the duck is the equivalent of the uh, robot circus in Japan, probably. No, you mean the robot restaurant. Yeah, robot restaurant. No. I mean... Ride the Duck is just like, no, it's different. No, it's not a, a sense, show. It's it, like a tour. No, here's my point. Seattleites don't typically go on the duck, just as though Tokyo residents don't go to the robot restaurant. Yeah, I guess. Made for tourists. It's true. I mean, it's a tour, tour trap, tourist trap, I guess. But speaking of our review roulette... I, you had been talking about that uh, there's another one. Jeremy, Mr. Mr. Fresher, I'm furious. I know, that's ridiculous. Someone think, took our I idea. think we even tweeted about it. I did, I, well, I, I put it on Facebook and it automatically tweets. But yes, the, um, someone took our idea. I know. Wait, oh. but was it before or after? After. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe after. we should like jump on that hashtag more. We should jump on that hashtag more because then like it would be crossness or whatever. So uh, I was thinking we should just invite the guy on. To, to... Sure, we haven't invited anyone. We keep talking about it, just like almost every other feature of this show. <laughs> we should just invite the guy and be like, "Hey, cool idea. We've been doing it. Thanks." Uh... We have documented proof. So yeah, seventeen episodes of it. Well, 16, because we uh, we didn't do one last week. Um, oh, yeah. So anyway, for people who don't know... Sorry, jeez. Um, yeah, for every week, um, we we randomly select a movie from the Netflix catalog um, and then review it the following week. This dude just took essentially our idea and put is it... Is it the same thing? How did... How is... What's his execution? So I didn't actually do it, but the way I understand it is you pick a genre and it randomly picks a movie. That's what That's what we do. I know, I know. Well, the thing is, is like Instant Watcher, which is what we use to do that. It pretty much it already exists, so it's yeah, not like yeah. <laughs> he just had it named differently. Yeah, he called it Netflix Roulette, which, by the way, is I can't. He stole like our idea of roulette. FYI, I know that's ridiculous. Roulette that we created roulette. Seriously, that game would not exist if we had not done it. Oh God. So anyway, I tweeted out there that you should just, you know, stay tuned every week because 
you never know when we're going to have a great idea that you could steal and, and get a dream job. Because they post well, they're they're the recruiters reach they're recruiting him now to work for Netflix as a developer or something. Wait, really? Yeah. So it's for Netflix now. Well, it's it was the Netflix. It's called Netflix Roulette. He just did it because you know the the I guess the the uh, what's the word like the metadata for Netflix is just out there like the way Instant Watcher uses it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he just took that same metadata, applied it, called it Netflix Roulette. We call ours Review Roulette. Yeah, which is more broad. We can do different things. That's true. We could just review whatever the hell we want, um, but we only use Netflix. And then um, he put it in an app, and it's essentially the same thing, genre or just complete randomness, and it selects a movie from the, the catalog. Yeah. That's it. And then all the last we heard, he was getting recruited by Netflix. So I, what? Seriously? <clears throat> yeah. That's so crazy. I, so I responded, like, follow, watch us every week. You never know when we're going to have a great idea in passing, and you can steal that idea and get recruited to your dream job. Maybe we should, now that uh, Amazon Prime has more HBO shows, which is a new development, we could do uh, Amazon Prime things. we got to figure out how to get their feed. Yeah, I don't know how to get their feed. I oh, Well, you know who might have that? Instant Watcher. I think now does it Amazon Prime. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I I think we talked about this now I have Prime. I've been liking it a lot. The It's super useful. I've been using it for watching back uh, episodes of Warehouse 13. Oh, yeah, my dad's super into that show. I guess it was, like, the final one or something? Well, it's the final season, and that's why I'm kind of catching up, but I think I'm going to not catch up in time to, to, watch the, to see the last one. season, yeah. But the show is great. It has a lot of um, Star Trek, former Star Trek uh, cast members on it, the next generation. Yeah, the the like uh, tech stuff or what? I kind of like the story, but it seems really like I don't know. <laughs> it's super low budget and hokey. Yeah, that's what, yeah. It's like like hokey. I guess that's what I was getting at. Yeah, but once you understand that, it's okay. It's okay. What I was think... that one about the cop in? The Science City. Oh, that was Eureka. I like that show, too. Is that over? Yeah, that show's over. Did it get canceled, or did they, like, finish it? It just... Uh, they finished it. I, I I mean, it could have been canceled, but they finished it. Cool. So I see I that guy... Those are kind you of know, similar shows. You know, the, they started right around the same time, and but one was on sci-fi... Oh, no, they, yeah, they're both on sci-fi. Um, that guy now is the Maytag repairman. Of what? You know, like, on commercials, Maytag? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maytag Repairman. Yeah, he's the Maytag Repairman in the ads now. He went from ha- starring in a uh, show on sci-fi to being uh, the Maytag Repairman on commercials. I feel like the... Do people even get stuff fixed anymore? They just get new ones. Well, that's the thing about Maytag Repairman. He never has to do any work. He's always bored. Because the Maytags never break down. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's like the theme of Maytag through the history of histories of Maytag. That's the whole point of Maytag Repairman. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a storied line. I think Jonathan Winters, who is a very funny comedian, did it. I forget who else did it. That would be an interesting uh, thing to look, look back up. at history. The history of Maytag repairmen. I'm gonna look it up right now. <laughs> what, who, how many do you think there have been? Uh, four. Oh, I think there's probably ten. No, I'm sticking with four. Uh, so, hmm, 
Hmm. Hey, do we have any viewers? Uh, I don't think we have any viewers. No, we don't you have. You have any. the number. I don't have the number. No, we don't have any viewers. We don't have any questions. Uh. How many Maytag repairmen are there? How many? Uh, would I even repair Maytag? Tag. Repair men. Repairmen? How do you spell repairmen? Is it one word? Repairmen. I don't know. Just Google it. Like, it figures it out. Men. Uh, I'm not. That's. I, I can't. I can't deal with that. I can't. I was reading, unrelated to Maytag repairmen, about yeah. the Malaysian flight. It's still in the news. Still lost. I am thinking my theory about it being a lost situation is way more likely. Okay, you're still way wrong. But <laughs> well, the, they didn't uh, find well, it. Well, my theory is still in the in the mix, too. At the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, but they didn't find it. I mean, yours well, is they just... Don't know where they, went. they don't know where it went. They don't know where it went. It could be a lost situation. As it's in lost at the bottom of the ocean. No, lost like as in the show. Like it's in trans-dimensional and weird island. Uh, well, you know... I'm sure the... Would it be, do you think that they could make a show like that about that plane? No, people would be outraged. I don't know, it seems like something they might do. There'll be a show maybe 25 years from now. What if now? they, like, talk to the families and, like, actually had, you know, caricatures of people who were on the flight? Like United Flight 97 or whatever? That You ever see that one? No, what's that? That was the real-time... You know the plane that crashed in Pennsylvania during 9-11? Uh, oh. It was like United Flight 93. Essentially... Oh, it like, didn't hit anything? Yes. And yeah. it was a reinterpretation of what happened on that plane in real time. Really? Yeah. They, it was a show or a movie? It was a movie. It was freaking intense, dude. Was it popular? Uh, I mean, it wasn't like Titanic, but I mean, at the time, it was, I think, well received. What about the people? Weren't they pissed, like families or whatever, on that one? Uh, I think they got all of their approvals to do it. They should do that. I think this one could be just as big. Yeah, but that one actually has a hero in it. But like, they crashed, right? Right, but it was they, the way that they portrayed the scene is that the the cat the they crashed because of people had cell phones, blah, blah, blah. They knew it was going to happen, so they overtook the terrorists and then br they broke into the... As they were they were breaking into the the, the pilot... Yeah, cabin, pilot thing. Using the, uh, the stewardess... Uh, whatchamacallit? Cart? Yeah, and like fire hydrants and shit. But they don't actually know what happened, right? No, it's a dramatization. Well, yeah, do, so that's they, what I'm saying. They need to do the Malaysian one, but have it be like Lost. No, but here's the thing. The, they do have somewhat know what happened on Flight 93 because the people were on the phone. Oh. Was it because it was flying really low or something? Yeah. And also at that time, do you remember the air phones? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, they used to be like in the back of each seat. Yeah, and then they got rid of them because internet and, and stuff like that. Because <laughs> the internet. Yeah, the internet killed the, the, internet killed the airplane phone. But no, I think no one used them, so they got rid of them, and <clears throat> we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, they, they were, like, crazy expensive. It was, like, $3 a minute or something crazy. 
Yeah, I guess the only time you would ever use it if you were certain you were going to die. <laughs> like, fuck it. It's going to pay. Well, that paid off. <laughs> yeah, three ninety nine a minute. Hey, I'm going to die. You think they, like, got, got the money from the families or whatever? So that's an interesting thing. I think sometimes uh, credit card companies will, uh, if you die, yeah, will forgive your debt. What? Really? Yeah. That's weird. Well, that there's no one unlike them. Well, there's no one there to pay it. They're dead. Yeah, but like they'd go after someone. Who? Their family or whatever. I don't know. I guess if it's a joint credit card, maybe. I mean, I guess it's, that's cool, but like it doesn't seem like likely. <laughs> I have some experience in this because I believe when my aunt passed, she had some credit card debt, and couldn't they... you just buy hella stuff like on your grandma's credit card before they die or something? I think you could do that. It seems like if you could, more people would do it. I don't know. I don't know the rules, so let's... I guess that would look, like, shady. They'd notice. Yeah, like, if she's in hospice and there's, like, a Best Buy bill for $8,000. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Best Buy bill. <laughs> yeah, or Amazon One Clicks. If yeah. she did buy it, she just used, like... <laughs> that's her only movement, right? Yeah. <laughs> she did it. She did it. Um... Well, so how's your uh, book reading going? Uh, pretty good. I've been I've been sort of stalled. I I finished Orcs and Crake. So I um, heard you talking at work also about counting um, comics. I'm not counting comics. I'm not counting comics. None of them, because like if it was a series or every ten or something. That's what I'm doing. Every like I think twelve or two, like a year's worth would be one book. So uh, how many comics have you read? None. Oh, yeah, did that expire, that whole... Uh... I re-upped for the year. Oh, nice. $65. Has it, has it been worth it? Do you like it? I haven't even used it. <laughs> Is the app... get? Did it get any better? Because it was... Haven't used it. Troublesome. So I've been meaning to get in and read... Um... So my friend has a, po- a podcast, The Weekly Long Box, and he's like a super uber comic book guy. Yeah, and he recomm- he's like gave me a list of things to read, and one of them he said that I should read is the uh, the nineteen I think it's nineteen ninety two thousand eight actually, uh, or maybe I That's don't know. That's a lot whatever. of years. Two thousand eight. Uh, well, it's only like twenty episodes or something. Guardians of the Galaxy, which they're making into a movie now. Oh, that sounds. I like the name. So there's a movie. Have you seen the trailer? No, I haven't. Oh. Well, after the show, you should watch it. It looks entertaining. It has the guy from uh, Parks and Rec in it. Oh, wait, which one? You know your dream girl? Oh, uh, yeah. His, her boyfriend. It's uh, Andy. I don't know his name his on the show. Andy. And April. Yeah, so that guy. He's a little more buff now. Yeah, he's pretty cool. I like that he was the one in that uh, Bin Laden movie, too. Yeah, he was in that. He's like has a total career now. I like his Andy character the best, though. Even though I never saw that other movie. I have actually never seen anything else that he's done. <laughs> Zero Dark Thirty? What? Zero Dark Thirty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah, he's pretty good in it. I mean, he... he uh, the, the movie's actually... It's kind of an advocate for... It advocates torture. Really? Yeah. Hmm. 
But the thing is, is that from what I understand, the movie like totally misrepresented the way that they actually acquired the information, and that the torturing didn't actually bring out any meaningful stuff that helped them catch Bin Laden. That's what I heard. I don't know. There's been conflicting reports, but apparently... I mean, it was just a movie. Yeah, but it was supposed to be rooted in truth. Oh. Well, I mean, pretty much just that the thing happened is all that they need. Yeah. How about that, uh... How about that Korean ferry accident? We were going to talk about that last week. Yeah, we. I mean, we're a little behind the curve on that, but man, what a mess. I know, that's crazy. So, you know, the Korean people are... I heard movie attendance is down. I heard people aren't watching TV. Really? They, they canceled, like, music shows and, like, um, you know, like, entertainment award shows and stuff. Because people were depressed about it? They were so depressed about it, the entire nation. That's crazy. The prime minister resigned over it. What? Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's super intense. Well, they have a president, so I'm not sure what the difference is between the president and the prime minister, but I know the prime minister resigned. I think if you have a prime minister, the president is doesn't really do anything. Well, the president is elected, yeah. and the prime minister serves the president. That's but what the, said. It's, I mean, I feel like it's just having, like a king or whatever, because it seems like the executive branch isn't as powerful in those structures. Well, the prime minister in England is super powerful. That's what I'm saying, that the prime minister is more powerful than the president. I think it's a presidential system more than a parliamentary system, I think, because I was watching um, Bloomberg, and they said that the president's prime minister resigned, not like like implying that the the prime minister reported to the president. Yeah, I mean, I, that makes sense, but... So there's... There, there, first off, I didn't realize this, I just heard this, that the ferry was being captained by, like, a replacement captain. Oh, really? It wasn't even, like, the real captain. He was just filling in because the other guy was, like, on vacation. I didn't even hear, like, why it crashed or, or sunk or whatever. Well, they don't even... They don't even... They don't know exactly yet, but they think that it was modified to to essentially carry more cargo. Yeah. Which made it uh, more susceptible to tipping on turning. It also, they say it was over... None of the... All of the safety stuff, first off, were, were defective. Oh, yeah. Or a lot of them were. Like, they couldn't even get them to pop the boats off the top. What? That sucks. Two, the captain told everyone to stay where they are. Yeah. Which was a mistake. They found, they found like, 40 kids in a room with life jackets on just drowned. What? Damn, yeah. that's messed up. Well, most of the people that died were children because they were yeah. on, like, a trip. Yeah, so uh, everyone... And then I guess after once... My dog just, like, cracked open the door and, like, stared at me. <laughs> um, I guess the, 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 way, the weight distribution the way the, and the modifications plus the faulty stuff plus, like, in... Um, a uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? An ill-advised turn or something? Yeah. All of those things led to the thing turning around or flipping around. The thing is, is that it was live on TV. I don't know if really? you know this, but yeah, it happened live on air. There was helicopters there and shit. Wait, why did they? Why were they filming it in the first place? They heard the the rescue stuff. Oh, like oh, it, yeah. it wasn't like the thing just turned and flipped over. It was like an eight-hour thing. It's crazy. 
And and I guess after a certain point, like when it gets to like 60 degrees or something like that, yeah, it's actually impossible to to get out, if because you can't you don't there's no way to actually there's no track you have no traction. Yeah, it's just like the doors of the ceiling basically. Right. And, and like, they, so they were there. <laughs> yeah so they were completely trapped and then the thing just and they were, they were just ineffective at getting them out really what should have happened which is what the captain I feel like the captain was like the first one off the ship he was just like oh fuck and they jumped off yeah and I know, like that's not very noble he I mean the same with that Costa Concordia dude is that the drunk one. No, he just, like, took it too close to shore to, like, honk his horn and wave to his, like, mistress in Italy. Yeah. And then, like, ran aground and, like, tipped it over and then, like, all those people died. Oh, I didn't hear. Wait, I thought that was not the drunk one. He wasn't drunk. But there was one where, like, some cruise ship, the captain was drunk and crashed it or something. No, he wasn't drunk. He was just irresponsible. Hmm. Which I guess is the same thing, pretty much. <laughs> it's less, uh... I mean, even though it's messed up to be drunk, at least that's a reason that you did it. So the reason, so the like I said, the Korean, it was live on TV. Yeah. So like, it happened. They called nine one one or whatever. I don't know, Coast Guard or whatever. Boats were there. The yeah. thing was like people were trying to jump out. Blah blah blah. The entire nation was watching. It was like a nine eleven moment for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except for more, well, I don't know, more tragic, but like more like just happenstance, right? Not like an attack. Right, and everyone was watching, and they literally just watched like 200 or 300 children die. They didn't see the death, but... But yeah, I mean, it's like inferred, because... Yeah, once it flipped over, that was it. Yeah. That sucks. So then... Have you seen that new... Uh, they have a game. It's I can't remember what it's for. But uh, it's basically... it's I think it's for wearing life jackets. But it's a like Flash-type game that simulates drowning, like, first person, with, like, two guys on a boat, and then, uh, like, one of them gets knocked out, like, a sailboat, and you have to, like, do your scroll wheel to, like, try to stay above the water, but it's, like, you know, it's a video, it's, so it's, it's, like, an interactive video type thing. It's crazy. Yeah, so, drowning, to me, is, like, one of the most terrifying ways to go. It's, it's, I thought it was supposed to be one of the peaceful ways. I don't think so. I think it's absolutely 100% one of the most painful ways to go. I'd rather drown than be burned. No, burning, you just like after the top layer's off, there's nothing, you feel nothing. I don't know. I'd rather... You'd rather drown than... I mean, than be burned than drown? I mean, the, I guess you the suffocation and the... Well, it's almost the same thing with the smoke. I was just going to say, they're pretty much roughly equivalent. I feel like with fire, though, like maybe you'll just pass out due to lack of oxygen and then just burn up in a, to a crisp. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that might be my strategy if I'm ever trapped. Like if you know that you have no chance? I'm just going to just keep breathing in smoke and then just pass out and just get burnt to a crisp. Yeah. <laughs> Good plan. I mean, if you're drowning, you're supposed to just, like, breathe in the um, water, and then it's, like, way shorter. It's only when you struggle. Because then you just pass out, too. I'm just going to say both of those, like, either one of them, terrifying. 
Yeah, yeah. Absolutely terrifying. Not so cool. with the uh, with the back to that ferry disaster. So from what I understand, the 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 there's there there what's the word I'm looking for? Subpoenaing. Yeah. Like uh, all of these re- regulatory places that they say they bribe them. Yeah. To like get the thing to be. Like, I mean, Korea is supposed to be like one of the most like corporate corrupt companies. I mean, countries. I had never heard that. I always like, thought they Samsung were good. Stuff is like basically runs the government, I heard. Like, they just get all the special stuff. Like, Japan is like that, too. I feel like that's every country in the world, though. I know, yeah, it totally is. But I feel like the scale is just huge, because those companies, like, do everything. I mean, the U.S., too, but I don't know. Well, the U.S. is so... has such a breadth of companies. Literally, Korea has, like, three. Yeah, I know, yeah. That's what I mean. And so... and And, again, what's the size of Korea? It's probably, like, the size of, what... Texas, maybe even smaller? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. It's smaller than Japan, right? I think it's actually bigger than Japan. Because Japan's like the size of California. Alright, so then it's probably the same, roughly the same size. Maybe even smaller, I don't know. That's a great question. Um, but yeah, so they, I would think Samsung, which is like probably the number, that and Hyundai, right? Or the two biggest, or LG. Yeah, I think those are the main ones. Those are the three that I was saying when they had three big companies. I mean, they have da- da- was that Daewoo or Daiwa or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, they have, I think they have a shipping company, maybe. But I think like all those companies make everything. That's the thing. Same thing with like Panasonic and Sony and like uh, uh, t- Nissan and stuff. It's just like mega companies that do everything. Right. Exactly. Like their underwear is made by Hyundai. Yeah, I know. They yeah. just go into any business. Yeah, it's so anyway, all the, it's corrupt. So apparently, government officials were running these things, and palms were greased potentially, and there's going to be a massive uh, kind of like what's the word I'm looking for? A reorg, clean house, cleaning house, if you will, of a lot of these inter-agency uh, kind of like non-governmental uh, oversight committees that kind yeah. of do these things. So. Maybe you know, something good will come out of it over there because they, you know, they a lot of Asian cultures they have that shame, you know. Yeah, and then like it, you know, it's <clears throat> tragic, but like maybe some good can come of it because people will be more aware that like stuff's messed up. Right, and if anything, just like nine eleven or any other, any other thing, when you're in a situation and someone tells you to stay put, yeah. just don't fucking listen to them. Get the fuck out. Like, that's the number one thing. The fucking boat... I, I think you brought that up before. I've, I know I have. That's been my number one thing ever, <laughs> always. Since 9-11, I've said, don't fucking listen to... When they say stay put, get the fuck out. <laughs> because, yeah, because if you were... Like, oh, our building was just hit by a plane. Yeah, just stay where you are. It'll be okay. Yeah. Oh, our boat is tipping. Yeah, just stay where you are. It'll be okay. <laughs> none of those, in my mind, none. Of, it's not going to be okay. It's not going to be okay. You're, the boat's <laughs> tipping over. The first thing I'm doing is I'm grabbing whoever's with me. I'm like, we're the, getting the fuck out of here. We're going to the top. We're going to the top of the boat. Yeah. I might, I might just jump right in. I may just smash the window out immediately. <laughs> so when I was on the boat in Vietnam... Yeah. You had like a little safety instruction thing. What did it say to do? 
They're like they they were like, all right, every room has life jackets, every room has a hammer, and every room has a flashlight. Yeah. They're like, if things go bad, get to the top immediately. You may not hear us tell you to get to the top. They're like, just get to the top. If you can't yeah. get to the top, here's a hammer. <laughs> Smash the fucking window out and get the hell out of there. That's pretty good. That's very, you know, direct directions. It was as direct as it could be, and I was very appreciative of it. Yeah, that's your style. You Loved should carry a hammer with you, like, in your wallet. That would be a big wallet. That would be I mean, big... it could be a specialized wallet hammer. Uh, enlighten me. How do, how do you... I would love to see a... I like those, uh, you know... By those... the way, that might be the big idea. That's the next big idea for our show. By the way, we have one viewer right now. That's it. Take that idea, run with it. Wallet you're... hammers. It gets going. It's happening. You never know when you're going to need a hammer. I like those ones that to break car windows, and it also has a seatbelt cutter on it. And but the you just hold it up to the window, and then like click it, and it like shatters the window. Oh, is that like a like a pressure rod kind of thing? Yeah. That's essentially like a wallet hammer. Yeah, I know. Again, the only time that would ever be useful would be for underwater, right? Uh, well, no. I mean, if you just can't get someone out of a car because it's smashed. Oh uh, yeah, but if it's then you're uh, the window's probably already cr- you know crushed you know. If they're but it might it. not be all the way like that totally shatters it, and then it has the seatbelt cutter too. The seatbelt cutter I could see as being useful, right? There's times where you would need to get someone like out of the seatbelt, you know, really fast. Yeah. Um. So speaking of uh, things we were supposed to talk about, how about a thing we did talk about uh, a few months ago? maybe about a month and a half ago, when Crimea was getting overrun by Russia, and yeah. people were like, World War III's coming. I know, I was worried about you, the yeah. astronauts. You were worried about the astronauts, and that was very, very astute. I know, and like, well, it's, you know, we're already paying them money, they don't want to lose money or whatever. But now that we're doing like technology sanctions or something, they're saying, like, astronauts are on the table. Yeah. They're just essentially threatening the astronauts. Yeah. They're, like, saying, that's it, bro. I heard that, like, we're going back to Cold War, or, you know, policies or something. Yeah, Cold War policies. Well, it's, like, essentially there's, like, you know, the eastern part of Europe and Russia and then the rest of the world, and then China. For what? Oh. That's the three powers right now. It's, like, Russia plus whatever Russia's going to take over in the next... Is like, Russia, year. like, that powerful, though? I guess, like, uh... Well, they have a, they have a lot of uh, lithium and, like, oil. And I saw a chart, actually, uh, in... Of, on, like, raw resources? Yeah, of the percentage of resources that Russia has in, from the world, in terms of world, uh... Like, they world... They don't seem very organized, though. Well, talk about corrupt. Korea is probably, like, magic land compared <laughs> yeah, to Russia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, they, cronyism at its finest, when the USSR broke up and they were like, oh, we're going to become a capitalist system and have a democracy, um, they were like, okay, yeah, so, uh, all right, here, here's what's going to happen. We're going to sell all these uh, government-controlled things, and, uh, and they just, like, hand-selected the, the five people that owned the, all right, Russian oil is now broke up to, you know, you, you, and you, and you, you get it. <laughs> I know. They yeah, were all like they were all like cabinet level Russian people or whatever, and they 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 essentially created the aristocracy or the rich 
of that of that coming out of that that terrible time, and then now, uh, you know, all right, we're gonna have a presidency, right? So Putin gets elected twice or whatever. Yeah. And then he he can't run anymore because of term limits. He's like, no, fuck it, I'm now prime minister or whatever. I, I'm just gonna change the rules. I'm coming back. I know. And then yeah, he did the the president again, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, I'm not a huge fan of Russia. I'll, you heard it here first. I'm not a huge fan. Um, but anyway, you were right about the astronauts thing. I know. I'm more worried about them. Yeah, so I don't know what they're going to... Can, can China... Doesn't China have rockets or something? No, I mean, the only the only ones that can dock are the um, the Sozu or whatever. Soyuz? So, so Except for the Dragon module. That one could get... That uses the same docking thing, but they haven't done it with people yet. They might speed that up. So here's my thing. It's a disgrace that we do not have an like an actual government-sponsored space. I know it's crazy, and like that, the cost wasn't even that much compared to like so many other things. But people didn't thought that like the space program is useless. Bah! They're they're useless. Seriously. Yeah. One viewer, what do you think about uh, if you could you could put us up a question here? How do you feel about the U.S. space program? But. Jeremy, or Mr. Fresher, I should say. Yes. This leads us right into our new segment on the Fresher and Parland show. What is the new segment? The new segment, my friend, is Letters to the Dead. It's a pretty good segment. Yeah, we're going to get a graph. I really want a graphic. we got to have a graphic. I know. Well, I mean, just basics for everything. also need a theme song, which we don't have yet. That's kind of on my plate. Yeah, so Letters to the Dead is that each week, either Fresher or Parland's, me... Or we're going to write a letter to something that's no longer around and either, like, reminisce about it, just talk about it, and just... Yeah, well, just... Be, yeah, you know, like, be, you know, like, write, yeah, write a letter to the dead person or whatever. Right, so this Which week, it's our, it's our first one. It's our first one. It's a little short, because I, I got a little caught up in in uh, setting up the show, and I, I kind of forgot to do the whole thing, so... Ooh, are you going to do it in... A letter voice because I like all your voices. I'm going to do it in a letter voice. Yes. <laughs> all right. So this week's letter is to the space shuttle program. R I P. Yeah, because it's. I mean, it's dead, right? I it's know. Dead. Yeah. It's too bad. Dear space shuttle program. Oh, how fondly I remember you. Your 135 missions captivated the world. And in particularly, particular, my imagination. I thought it was amazing that you called one of your first ships the Enterprise. I also love Star Trek. The way you landed like a plane was amazing and groundbreaking. I really wish I got to see you in your prime, in person. You were the Michael Jordan of spacecrafts, or something like that. Do you remember the Hubble telescope? That shit is cool. <laughs> and thanks for helping hauling that shit up there. I really appreciate it. Do you remember the Cold War, Mr. or Mrs. Space Shuttle Program? Well, it's back. And we really need you right now. Too bad you have a tendency to explode on launch and re-entry. <laughs> it only happened like three times. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Out of 135, not bad, right? Um, it's unfortunate that your last and most memorable journey will be the way you were transported on the back of trucks 
to museums. But please, please, Mr. or Mrs. Space Shuttle Program, could you come back one last time and help our stranded astronauts? Sincerely, Parlance. And that's it. That's my letter to the dead for this good letter. week. That's a good letter. Yeah. It went a lot longer. It was only two paragraphs. I thought that was... It was great delivering. Well, I think thanks. that I would have not read it as fluidly. So, yeah, that, that will be a reoccurring segment, Letter to the Dead. I have to, I have to think of some. Yeah, you've got to think of a couple. Or just write them up. I like the, when you were um, spitballing them at work. Those were pretty good. <laughs> oh, the, the letter to Steve Jobs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have to do that one. That one's... <laughs> yeah, even Damon, or whatever that guy's name is. Yeah. Yeah, he was even laughing. I know. Yeah. He, wasn't even, he was like, had his back. It's just, you know. <laughs> I like that... Um, we talk about stuff at the office all the time, and, I mean, I know everyone can hear us, but, like, no one ever, like, acknowledges it unless, like, you see them, like, snicker. Right, I know. I know, because everyone's so stoic. So, like, uh, everyone, Todd and all those guys, they never really they never really acknowledge it at all. I know. <laughs> but you know they're listening. I know they're listening. Of course they're listening. <laughs> it's just kind of like, because everyone's tuned, because we're, whenever, like, like, I'm on the phone or whatever and I'm having a conversation... Yeah. Like, I know the entire, like, office could hear me talking about, like, fucking analytics, but no one says anything afterwards, like, oh, that's interesting, or, you know. It could be, like, private stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, I go, to the, I go to the phone room for the private stuff, so. Cool. Um, but anyway, that was the Letter to the Dead. We're going we're gonna to do that every week. That's our new segment, Letter to yes. the Dead. I so like now it. we have two. We have two segments. We get into the second one, Review Roulette. Yes, Review Roulette. I'll, I'll briefly give the explanation. Review Roulette every week, Fresher and Parlance. That's myself and my co-host You're here. really good at the explanation, by the way. I tried to do it once a while back. Not as good. Uh, we randomly select a title from the Netflix catalog. Uh, we select the genre and then the following week uh, and the title. That kind of sounds like a rap. And, and from the following week, <laughs> um, we review that movie and we give you a full week to watch with us so you can also join in on the conversation if you so choose. Yeah. Last week's movie was Somebody Up There Likes Me. Yes, we picked it at the very end. Also, we will give it a rating from 1 to 10, and I guess half points. And any 5 and above is would rewatch, and 5 or below is would not rewatch. That is correct. That is a correct assessment. And we're gonna have a, we have a new format this week. We have a new format this week based off of kind of you know, it's a new season. We got to try some stuff up. We're gonna. I'm gonna try. I'm going to lead the chronology or the timeline of the movie. That way, we don't bounce around and it gets confusing if you hadn't watched the movie. So this way, you'll. If you haven't watched the movie, you'll kind of understand the kind of like the basic mojo of of what what happened in, in the yeah. film. Yeah, I guess I missed a lot after we were talking about it, but. What do you mean? I mean, like, the. Suitcase thing, I totally missed that. All right, no, we can't go into that just not right now. All right, I'm just just throwing okay. it out there. All right, so start of the film, we have a young guy who turns out to be the main character, with a mustachio bearded gentleman. Yeah. Oh, that was actually my favorite thing, was that it was Ron Swanson guy. Yes, it was Ron Swanson. I was really excited about that. That like I've never seen him in anything else. He was my favorite part of the whole movie, that guy. Yeah, I know. He was good. Yeah, so... Uh, I like that, uh, even though getting out of order here, I like that he uh, totally stole his wife. 
All right, you're totally, you're just like way out of order. All right, I know, just I'm on. just throwing, I'm throwing just, stuff out there. Just, just throwing stuff out there, see if it sticks. All right. All right, so here's what happens. The movie starts with our young protagonist, a curly hair, kind of like, I don't know, doughy-eyed, clueless, ambivalent dude. His father dies, who is bequeathed by his father a suitcase. But to get that said suitcase, he has to go visit his ex-wife. Okay? You following me? He yes. goes on an airplane. I like uh, the colors uh, at the beginning, too. Like, the briefcase and, like, the... They're, like, really pastel I thought it looked kind of like a Wes Anderson-type movie. And I'm not going to... I won't disagree with you too much on that. I think it had a little bit of the quirkiness of, of Wes Anderson. I mean, I feel like it seemed like that they were going for that, but then it just seemed, <laughs> like, not as good. Well, this had no sentimentality at all. Wes Anderson movies are full of heart and sentimentality and personal growth and a happy ending. Well, I mean, yeah, story-wise. I mean, just style. Yeah, well, yeah. So, well, also, sort of style-wise, Wes Anderson has very constructed sets and very deliberate shots. This film... I think this one had that. It was... It, I feel like the budget on this was, it was too low to get at the quality, but whatever. Goes to pick up the suitcase. He needs. I, he's going to go visit his wife. He stops at a grave, picks up some flowers from a grave on the side of the road where someone died, I guess. Yeah. Takes it. The lady's like, you know, what? This is like, like in memoriam. Why would you give me this? <laughs> he's like, oh, uh, really? Uh, okay. So then he goes. He comes back with uh, store bought, but from the grocery store. From the grocery store. And he he's like, okay, okay, okay. She's having sex with some guy. Um. She, and he comes in with the, the store-bought flowers, and he's like, uh, if I came with real flowers, would you? Would that have been me? And she's like, probably. He's like, oh, whatever. So then... I know, but then also with the flowers, like she's like, did you get those at the grocery store? And he's like, yeah, well, where are you supposed to get flowers? And then the other guy says, a florist. <laughs> yeah, like, a florist, <laughs> idiot. That's where you get flowers. So I then, also noticed, filming style, they had a lot of shaky cam. I hadn't noticed that. I would I would have to go back and... and I thought that was kind of weird. Um, so so this is about the point. I was excited at first because of the Wes Anderson-ness and that it had Ron Swanson in it. But right after, around now, I was thinking, uh, I don't know about this movie. So he goes, returns the flowers to the grave. Guy finds him and he's like, some dude sees him he's like, that's my mom's grave. What are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm just cleaning up, and then they go out and get drunk, and this guy gives him a bunch of life lessons, which, the last life lesson, which I can't remember, made me laugh out loud. Um, <clears throat> he was a character in a, he's been in a lot of stuff, I forget this guy. I was actually hoping he was going to be in the whole movie, because he's very charismatic, that actor. Yeah. And then, so he goes, drives drunk back to the airport, gets on a plane with the suitcase that he got from his father, and uh, goes back to his waiter job at this Italian restaurant. No, that was another thing I didn't like was the whole waiter theme like thing. I feel like that's like that other movie that I didn't like. There's so much stuff like where it's like waitstaff themed. It's essentially that. like being a waiter and having to deal with dick ass patrons. I mean, it's like a cop show or like a doctor show, but it's like a waiter. It's like a whole theme of stuff. Right. So, 
We're back at the... He's now waiting staff. Not much plot progression. He... Um, he's just working at his job with the Ron Swanson guy. He sees this girl who's, like, totally digging on him, who eats a lot of breadsticks. I know, the breadstick thing was pretty funny. I like that. So then... Um, it goes from them dating, literally an awkward first date, to them being married in about two minutes. Yeah. They get married. <clears throat> Flash forward five years later. They now have a child. And they're living in um, a, uh, like a house that they purchased. There's, he's still working at the restaurant, but he's now dressed in a suit, so I think he's like management. Yeah. Ron Swanson's still there, um, and she has this overbearing police father who they've hinted has this weird money that they don't know when he's internal affairs, etc., etc. They go out to dinner at the restaurant he works at. He says, hey, by the way, I have liver cancer. I'm dying. I have six months to a year. Ron Swanson makes a couple funny jokes about, eh, they get that wrong all the time, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. No, before he said liver cancer. And right. then he says, it's liver cancer. And, and he's like, like, oh... Yeah, that one's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So they head back. The father kills himself. Yeah, like, they're, they're like, all right, bye, Dad. And then, like, you hear the gunshot when he gets inside. No, and then the, the, the wife is like, was that a gunshot? And he's like, yeah. And then they, go, they cut to the funeral. Cut to the funeral. They have the funeral, and then they're, we find out that they were bequeathed a large sum of money. Yeah. A ton of money. And the ambivalent dude who d has pays no attention to his children at all. I know. Oh, and I also thought he's. it was kind of like Napoleon Dynamite, that guy. Oh, sort of. A little bit like that. By the way, now, this guy, it's been five years. People are aging around him, including his child. I didn't think that anyone looked like they aged at all. Okay. You're, you're some blogs agreed with me. You're wrong. Definitely. People were aging. So, um, fast forward five years. They're now living in a beautiful home with a guest house where the waiter lives. They're not working at all because they're just living off the wealth. Oh, of yeah. Well, you skipped, too, that um, while he has a kid, um, he sees some runner chick. Like, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. And yes. then... Uh, like, he's, like, all checking her out and stuff, and she, like, turns and, like, notices and comes over to the car and says, hey, what's up? She's, like, kind of busting out or whatever. And she's, like, totally gives him a sexual advance. And then yeah. uh, the next scene, they're going to the funeral or they're going somewhere, and she turns out to be the babysitter. Yeah, the babysitter they hired. Right. And, and then, so when they get super rich, uh, he's still into her or whatever. And um, so then she's the nanny because they hire her. That's right. So in this... This time frame, the nanny, she's the nanny. And it's still five years later. Five years later. He's boning the nanny. The blonde wife of the father or the, the mother of the, his kid, the main protagonist's kid, is boning the Ron Swanson character. Who he lives is, in their pool house. Who lives in their pool house. That dude and that was, it was awesome. He's driving around the golf cart. Yeah, that was a great scene. Also like, a great scene. Like super fun golf cart driving. I know he even slammed on the brakes and it like left tire marks. That's how like fast he was going on the, and then braking. Um, and they were like always wearing suits. I thought that was weird. Yeah, and ill-fitting suits. Um, and then 
they, the, then they go to the one of the scenes I like was in therapy where she's sitting there and she's talking as if no one's around, just her and her therapist. Yeah. And then like they pan out and like the guy is right there and he's just like, "What?" What's he was going? sleeping. He's like, yeah. "Why?" Well, I didn't catch that. So anyway, uh, five years later, they're divorced. So I have a thing too. Uh, about Korea. I don't remember what that is. What do you mean? Something about Korea. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't remember anything about Korea. It's like a weird Korean thing in the middle. Well, anyways, I took the note. I don't remember what it is. Oh, there was a Korean couple in this scene when he goes there, and uh, it's when he's now back to being a waiter, living with the, the housewife. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was... Like, totally it didn't weird. add anything. It was just weird. It was just like, let's have a Kore- let's have an Asian couple who happen to be Korean talk really dirty and make, like, only us understand what they're saying, which is yeah, like... Yeah, and, like, yeah, like, for no reason. Which is essentially, put some chapstick on my on your lips because... You, or you're not going to be kissing my vagina tonight. Yeah. Essentially <laughs> the... So then, he's back to being a waiter at the same restaurant... He's now living with the the, the 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 woman, the the housekeeper. Yeah. And Ron Swanson's married to his ex-wife with the kid. Yeah. Turns out at that right around that time, uh, we're about three quarters through the movie right now. Occasionally, he opens up this briefcase and some shiny light comes out. Yeah, which I didn't get at all, but apparently, it keeps him young. Yeah, well, it keeps him the same age. And then I didn't. I don't know about that. So then the the scene. Then it comes back. Ron Swanson comes back. He's like, so yeah, her we're broke. All I have is this car, because the father was essentially stealing money from people. Yeah. So I need to get a job. So now he's washing dishes at the restaurant. So everything's come full circle again. Yeah. He divorces. I thought that the mom chick looked way better with those glasses, because that's yeah. what they did to make her look old, I guess. Right. So then she's older now. Uh, she has no money. They're divorced. Ron Swanson and the ex-wife are now. So she's always twice divorced. So you did? Did you like also the um, the nanny says that she's pregnant? Right. We're not there yet. Exactly. Oh, that was before the part that you said. Oh, really? Okay, so the nanny's pregnant. As and then they're like, out, oh, that's great, or whatever, and she's like, no, it's like, it's with your son. No, yeah, exactly. It's not yours and it's bad news, is what she yeah. said. <laughs> so she was totally getting with the son, too. Yeah, who was 15. Yeah, that's and, crazy. And the only time the father ever showed any pride or emotion was when he impregnated the, the woman. He's like, I shouldn't be saying this, but... I'm kind of proud of my son. And the, yeah, the, mom, the mother's like, don't ever say that again. Don't ever say <laughs> that again. So anyway, um, they have the baby, I guess. Yes, they do. Yeah, and, it's in another scene. And the mother has no money. She's like, I'm not feeling well. I went to a, one of those clinics where they're underpaid and overstaffed, or understaffed and underpaid and overworked. And the guy's like, oh, don't worry, you'll be fine. Cut to her dead. Um, I don't remember. She died? <laughs> she died, yeah. She died right then. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, she was dead. She was long. She died well before they made the next segment, which is like Ron Swanson and uh, the main protagonist are like 
God, I can't believe we're working here. I really wish we were like, we had something we could do. And the guy's like, dude, I saved $60,000. From the money. So let's start our, let's start our own restaurant, huh? Yeah, also, it was dumb. So I think that the timeline was supposed to be like the near future. It wasn't like present when all this time is going by. No, because when the mom died, or maybe it, was, it said 2017. Yeah, so it was like the near future or whatever. And it was kind of funny, I thought, that they were totally driving car to goes. Did you notice that? I did notice that. That was because they had no budget. Yeah, and, oh, is that, is that why? Yeah, for sure. Oh, oh, budget for the movie. I thought yeah. you meant because they're poor. But also, like, that future ambulance was super dumb. Like, their future, pseudo-future stuff was dumb. Yeah, that's what happens when you go so far into the future and you have no budget. Yeah. So then, um, then the, they, they decide that they're going to open a restaurant with the $60,000 and start a place. They can't decide, and the guy's like, there's only two things people like, pizza and ice cream. Yeah. So they open up a pizza and ice cream store. Cut to five years later, pizza and ice cream is now a giant franchise. They have yeah. huge corporate headquarters. I like their first customer that they didn't want to have be the first customer. Yeah, that was funny. And he kept telling them what to do and what to say. Um, and another guy was like, because it was all his money, and he was like just sitting back, like basically like making fun of him. Yeah. And then we don't have all we have is cherry ice cream. Do you have spumoni? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't have spumoni. Spumoni is something you buy at a grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> the spumoni. <laughs> so anyway, uh, cut to five years later. It's a huge franchise. The son wants to get involved. Blah 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 blah. Uh, guy has a, like a pseudo heart attack. Goes to the hospital. Comes back immediately to work, and then drops dead. The guy who the, the main protagonist gave his first wife, Lila. The suitcase, son goes, drives, picks it up. It's kind of a replay of the first scene, except now the the Parks and Rec guy, what's his name? Uh, Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson's much older. It's now his son sitting in the same place where the main character was sitting when his father his died. Son always had a hat on. I thought that was dumb too. Yeah, Stanford. Sounds like the only one who changed age. No, they all changed age. You're so they wrong on this. I know, but you're wrong. I'm telling you, they changed age. <laughs> I even I didn't know the whole story thing and. I wrote down that like they totally look the same. They didn't look like they changed ages. So Ron Swanson's only aging. They didn't do a good job of it, but his beard changed color and shape through time. Yeah, but that's not an aging thing. That's just like changing your beard. No, it went from dark black at the very beginning, huge dark black, to gray, and his hair was gray at the end. I don't know how you missed this. It was, I don't know, that's not enough for aging. Well, like I said, budget, budget, dude. Still, I could do better than that, I think. So then, at the very end, the son drives to the first his father's first wife. Gives him the suitcase, says, your father said don't open it. He kind of, like, opens it and, like, flashes it on the woman who instantly de-ages. Did not notice that. I was, like, my last thing was, so what was the briefcase? So they closed the briefcase. I like 100% didn't get it until you said that earlier today. Closed the briefcase, and then he and his father's now younger first wife, I believe, walk sort of hand in hand down the street, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Terrible. I, 
I was not a fan. I thought it was not that cool. So, uh, it made me laugh out loud like three or four times. LOL. But it wasn't, it didn't blow my mind. I thought the animations in the middle, which you thought were cheesy, I thought were okay. I also, yeah, I was not a fan of that. I feel like it was all totally trying to go for, like, a kind of style, but then just not well executed. And it wasn't very original, any of it. And there was, like, no story. No story. No story. Like, it was just a progression of stuff. Well, here's the thing. I think that was its point. It was that the idea that this guy was literally just floating through life. Yeah. Floating through life. He was the worst father I think I've ever seen in a movie. No, I mean, there's been worse fathers. Oh, yeah, obviously physically abusing them or something. He could be, like, actively bad. He was just, like, passively bad. So that's what I'm saying. He was the most passive, ambivalent father I think I've ever kind of... Like, I don't know. It was just funny. I thought, the it's terrible to say this, but his the way he treated his son in such a manner that was, like, so, like, I don't even see him anymore. I don't even know where he is. <laughs> I don't know what's going on kind of thing. Yeah. That I thought that was, I thought it was just kind of funny. <laughs> so, I, I, there was parts that I liked. Overall, I, I would say it wasn't awesome, but it wasn't terrible, in my opinion. Yeah. So, what are you, what are you giving it? So I've revised it a little bit downward since we last spoke. Oh, did you? Yeah. I'm saying six. You're going with six? Yeah. A big old six. I am giving it a four. I would not want to rewatch that. And I would not suggest it to anyone. Some people might like it. It might like be some style thing, but... It reminded me of film school wankery. What? Like, it was like a film school project. Oh, films, yeah, film school. Film school wankery. I feel like that, I mean, it was pretty much just a composition of, like, things that they thought might be kind of cool. But those things I don't think were cool. I, maybe someone does. So I felt that I could have made that movie, maybe. Yeah. I think I could have made a better movie. Dude, I am so hot, right? Look at my hair right now. I keep going like this because I'm so hot and it's just a mess. <laughs> It's I left all my windows open. It's cooled down. I know. It's like an oven in here right now. It's rough. Uh, yeah, so what would you give it? Three? Four. Four, okay. About four. All right, so an average rating of... I guess five. Yeah, yeah, I guess five. So it's a, just like... It's like it doesn't matter either way. Yeah. yeah. That's We're like on both ends of will would rewatch. Yeah, it's kind of just like, yeah, kind of thing. If you, you, you could do work, the only positive, I would say it was 80 minutes or something like that. It was a super quick movie. It didn't, I thought it seemed like forever. Hmm. Interesting. I just didn't like it, straight up. All right, well, we got to pick another one. Yeah, let's pick another. Did you already, you already did it, didn't you? I didn't. I just, I almost, I even forgot that we had to. I was like, oh shit, we got to do that. Should, should we change genres again, or should we just stick with the Rotten Tomato? I feel like let's stick with Rotten Tomato because it's at least we're going to get, you know, decent movies. Like, even that, look, let's face it, this movie wasn't great. It was better than Slumber Party. But, I mean, that's, I feel like getting the super bad ones is kind of cool. All right, so what do you want to do then? I don't know. I picked one on the thing. So, yeah, but let's pick a genre then. If you want to try... Okay, yeah, because we've done, like, three of these now, the Rotten Tomatoes. Let's do foreign. Oh, boy. All right. (laughs) 
That sounds interesting. We've already reviewed like two or three foreign films. That's true. Ooh, three of them, actually. Make it official and be just... Ooh, this looks ridiculous. What did you get? Mine didn't work. Hold on. Wait, what? This one seems scandalous. All right, I got a documentary. Should I redo it? Uh, yes. No documentaries. Well, I guess that, I don't know. Maybe. All right, go ahead. What'd you get? I got Lala Peepo. A lot of people. Uh, sex in all its glory and squalor is the true star of this film that follows the sexual follies and... Wait, what? Foibles of a string of disparate characters who, uh, oh, whose stories brand, branch in unexpected ways in the hand of first-time Helmer Masayuki Miyano, based on a cult novel of the same name by Hideo Okuda. The film enters the world of a pimp, a sex worker, uh, office worker, and more to reveal the many tentacles of Tokyo's sex industry. That sounds way better than what I have. By the way, when you're reading, you may want to take that eye patch off because, man, you're struggling over there. I know. It's rough. That's what I'm saying. If I was doing the uh, the letter thing, not going to do very good. Um, so I picked Wreckers. When Don and David return to his childhood hometown, an unexpected visit from David's unbalanced brother, a soldier on leave, brings hidden family history to light and makes Don question how well she knows her husband. The sex worker one sounds way better. This has a fresh rating of 91. Really? That's really good. This one has a rating, or a Netflix rating of 2.5. What about underneath it? Does it have a Rotten Tomatoes score? No. I don't think it's a major movie. 119 minutes. This doesn't have a time. All right, so this one sounds really good. I'm interested in it. Oh, yeah, I can do that one. But the other one sounds, you know, kind of sexy. It sounds ridiculous. I want more ridiculous movies. All right, let's do yours then. Cool. (coughs) Yay, so it's La La Peepo, a lot of people. All right, so uh, I think that's it for the show this week. That... Does seem like it's it. I think I'm gonna. I have a new. I'm gonna say I have a new phrase. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say, parlance saying toodaloo. Oh, that is good. Oh, now I need one then. You got toodaloo. Uh, I'll have to think about it. Anyways. That's because I'm a signing out. loser. All right. All right. I will say good night. I'm gonna do toodaloo. That's my thing now. All right. All right. Have a good one, everyone. Thanks Wait, for watching. Wait, you didn't do it. I did. I said this is Parlin saying toodaloo. Okay. Thank you for watching. We really appreciate it. Thanks.